0: Well, y'all can probably tell who the preacher in our family is. (laughs) She has titles like, you know, you're the apple of God's eye, God loves you, that type stuff. I have stuff like suck it up, buttercup. (laughs) So you kind of know where this is going. Good job, hon. So again, y'all be praying for Pastor Robert and, and the all the guys. They're I think they'll be down there all week, coming back Saturday. So, uh, you know, pray they have wisdom to get some water, hit some water. I think that that unit that was bought will go down 400 feet, and uh, so they need to find some water around less than 400 feet. So, and I think they have drilled some wells over there down to a long ways, huh? Down to a thousand and hadn't hit anything. So. They just need some wisdom on where to drill and to get some water over there. So, amen. Get your Bibles out. I don't know where yet, but get it out. I have been told that I have the ability to turn a 30-minute message into 10 minutes. So, we've got about 20 minutes to kill here. (laughs) To not just overwhelm the cafe. Just what they tell me, that I overwhelm the cafe because everybody gets out at the same time, but uh, how many of y'all, well, the other thing they told me the other day that I, this kind of hurt my feelings. (laughs) We're playing, we, no, the, all the kids and the uh, kids, I guess the 30 year old and under decided they were going to play softball. They my boy said, dad, why don't you come down here and play softball with us? I went, I'd love to. Don't know how well this is going to go, but I'd love to. So go down there and play, and, or get ready to play, and I come up to bat, and the infield moves in. <laughs> I'm like, all right now, that's starting to hurt. But I can still hit a softball, so I actually put it over the center fielder's head because he had moved in, and made it all the way to first. <laughs> <laughs> and Chad came over and said, Dad, you have a uh, an athletic way of turning a double into a single. <laughs> so, Same thing here. Same deal. Same deal. The little monthly cards that Pastor Robert uh, did all last year, do y'all remember those? We had the little monthly deal on there. How many of those how many, y'all got blessed by those? Amen. Him and I were talking about that. Oh, it's about the end of last year and that's when he decided you know he was he was coming up with the uh, the vision for the plan. Y'all all know what the plan is right? Every week you know he gives a different uh, uh, chapter and, and you're supposed to go read it with someone or and y'all discuss it and and let God speak to you and I told Robert at the time I said I I really the the cards were good the plan will be great. Because the cards were what God spoke to you, and then you were relaying it to the church, and it was good. But when in the plan, the church goes and finds out what God is saying to them. And I said, and I, I said, I want to read something to. I, at the time, I said, I want, I want to read something to you here. I said, this is what God spoke to me, Robert. One day, I was just. Saying, you know, God, it was pretty neat. You spoke to Moses and David and all of them back in the Psalms, and they, they got Psalms and things that we read now. I said, I'd like something like that. So I just started talking to myself, me and God. And this is what I come up with. And when I got finished, I went, ooh, I should have wrote that down. <laughs> so I went back and wrote it down. But basically it says, God is my protect- protector. He takes up positions on my left. And he takes up positions on my right. He has my six and what and walks point before me. He owns the skies above my head, and my enemies are continually painted. My soul rests easy today because my God is my protector. Now, I told that to Robert, and he went, Huh? (laughs) I said, Exactly. That's what I'm saying. People need God to speak to them. You need the Word of God applicable in your life. All those things I just told you right there were military terms because I understand them. God can speak to me in that way, and I know what He's talking about. I did have to go ask Lex about something where it said said, my enemies are always painted. I know what that means. I know that it's a laser, that you can put a laser right there in a laser Guided bomb will find that laser right there. But Lex explained to me a little bit better about how all that works. And I went, "Yeah, that does. That's that's even better." But my point is that you need God to speak to you, and that's why the I think the plan is such a good deal. That take a little time. Just go read it. You know, if you can't get together with someone, well, that is the plan. But just read it. At least read it yourself, and let God come up with something. That, that you're going through so that you can, you can now, st- I now stand there, every time I get in my airplane, that right there comes out of my lips. It used to be Psalms 91, which it still does, a thousand may follow my side, 10,000 on my right hand, but it ain't coming near me. You know, that type stuff. But I've got that that God specifically spoke to me. So, let God speak to you. Again, we're just killing time here. <laughs> so I got about a 10-minute message here in a minute. In the plan, y'all remember Luke 2? Go to Luke 2 for a second. This is not the message. This was me and my wife talking about the plan. And I, she came up with, and I was trying to remember what her revelation was the other day. It was her revelation, so I'm sorry if I'm having a hard time remembering it. But she come up with this great revelation out of Luke 2. Let me, let me, show, let me do, show you what my revelation was. Luke 2, verse 41. And his parents went to Jerusalem, talking about Jesus when he's 12 years old. And his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem and Joseph, and Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. So that's a day traveling and a day back, right? OK? So they did not find him. They returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now it was that after three days, so I don't know if the three days started from the time they left Jerusalem, so it's just three days, or if it was one day out there, one day back, and now they got back and now they looked for him for three days. So it could have been up to five days that they'd been looking at for, for Jesus. Now it was after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. I want to know, did God get a spanking? (laughs) I want to know. (laughs) Did God get a spanking? It doesn't mean it's irrelevant in the world of things. I called my pastor, and I went over that right there. I said, "Do you believe God got a spanking?" He said, "You know, we'll never know." And I said, I "Agreed, we'll never know." So, what's your opinion? He said, "My opinion is that God or Jesus had favor in the Father's eyes, and He did not get a spanking." I said, "Well, my boys had favor in my eyes, and it didn't help their little butts. <laughs> they got spankings." And Robert went, "I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you." <laughs> So let me go on. Say that to say, okay, where was I? 49. And he said to them, why do you seek me? Do you not know that I must be about my father's business? But when they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them, then he went down with them unto, and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. You know, Jesus was sub- the God. God was subject to parents. So just a good bit of information for you young people out there, if, if it was good enough for God to be subject to your parents, it's probably good enough for you to be subject to your parents. It'll go well with you in life if you just subject. If Jesus himself, God, put himself under the authority of parents, I think that's a pretty good plan for all the young people out there. Amen? All right, now we'll get to the message. Turn the page over. Go to Luke 1, and we were in Luke 2. And I want to ask you a question that hopefully I have been asking for a while, and where, that's where some of these messages that I've been preaching have come from. How many of you are pretty sure you heard God, but it's not playing out the way you thought? Let's see your hand. Anybody ever been there? And so I'm pretty sure I heard God, or I'm pretty sure I can read that in the Bible, and I'm pretty sure I can understand what it's saying, but it just, it's not at this point working out exactly like that. I want to show you a guy in the Bible that went through the same thing, and he was pretty well known. Go to Luke 1.13. This is John the Baptist. I want to tell you what the Bible says, just some little tidbits. I'm just going to go through here, and I've just got them, kind of got them underlined about what the Bible says about John the Baptist. But I'm starting 13. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, just talking to his dad, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. John, number one, was an answer to prayer. Go to verse 15. For he will be, talking about John, the Bible says he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will be, number three, filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. 16. He'll turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. 17. He will go before him, talk about Jesus, in the spirit and power of Elijah. Again, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. Number five or six, whatever it is. He will make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Go to verse 77 or 76. This is his dad prophesying about him. And you, child, talking about John the Baptist, will be called the prophet of the highest, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people, verse 79, to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet to the way of peace. Now, how many of you think that the Bible says really good things and paints a really good picture of John the Baptist? That if you had those things said about you, you'd be going, whoa, God's thinking pretty highly of me, and He's got a a big plan for my life. Would y'all be in that boat? All right. Go to John 1. Verse 6 says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. So his job that's his job on earth is to come and prepare the way for Jesus right and God has specifically told him that is your job he's heard it from the time he was this big his dad's been prophesying that that you're going to prepare the way for Jesus okay now this is what John says about John the Baptist himself is declaring about himself go to 19. Now, this is a testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from, the, from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I'm not. Are you the prophet? He said, and he answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you that may, we may give an answer to them who sent me? Send us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness to make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now those who were sent from the Pharisees, and they asked him, saying, Why then do you baptize if you're not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there stands ones among you that you do not know. It is he who... Coming after me is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to loose. These things were done in Bethbara beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. Fast forward. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. Verse 31. And I did not know him. Now, I really don't think that Jesus and John the Baptist didn't know any, each other because their mothers were cousins and they didn't live very far apart because Mary went to see Elizabeth and she walked, you know, when she found out that uh, she was uh, pregnant. So she went to see her. So I, I think these two probably knew each other. Okay, where was I? 31. He said, but I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. I don't think he knew that he was the Christ. I think he knew him as cousin Jesus, but not cousin Jesus, God, the Christ, the one that's going to take away the sins of the world. I don't know that. I can't prove that. I'm just saying it says he did not know him. But I find it hard to believe that he didn't know him like, I don't know Nick. I mean, I know Nick. But if Nick ended up being the son of God, I'd have to go, yeah, I did, well, that, didn't see that coming. <laughs> I mean, I think that's kind of where, where he was. This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing by water. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit. Okay, he bore witness. So now he's, now he's telling another story. He's, he's recounting again. He's not in that present right there. He's going, I remember when. That's what it means. He bore witness. He said, okay, I remember back when. Okay? So he says, and he bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I didn't know him. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. That's pretty definite. He said, I have seen and I have testified that that guy standing right there, that I saw the Spirit of God fall upon that is the Son of God. 35, again the next day John stood with two of his disciples and looking at Jesus as he walked and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. He didn't have much doubts about who Jesus was, the Son of God. Now go to Matthew 11, and we're going to be finished here really quick. My question when we started this was, uh, have you ever thought you heard God? but it didn't play out exactly the way you thought. And you start to wondering, either did I hear God, or is maybe what I perceived in my head not the exact plan that God's got, even though that is what I heard, that God did speak to me, but maybe I kind of got this kind of jumbled up. Because back then, when Jesus came, the Messiah, everybody was expecting the Messiah to set up His earthly kingdom. He wasn't expecting to die and go to heaven and a spirit on the inside of you could be reborn and then, then you'd enter heaven. That they were expecting him to come kick all the Romans out of there and set up an earthly kingdom and they all get to reign with him. That was their expectation. And I have to kind of think that was John's expectation too because I want to show Matthew 11 verse 1. Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples, that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. And when he heard, and and when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, not playing out like he thought, who would have thought you'd been, John, the guy who came, the guy that was to make the way, prepare the way from the Lord, the guy that was going to lead many into peace, who would have thought that he would be sitting in prison? Do you think he would have thought he would have been sitting in prison? He sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the, the coming one, or do we look for another? Now this is a guy that saw the Spirit of God fall upon Jesus, had sat there emphatically and said, That is the Son of God right there walking by. And now that he's going through a hard time in life, he's, he sent two of his disciples, he said, Go to Jesus and find out if you're the real guy or if we're waiting for another. And I'm telling you, if John the Baptist can go through that with the mission and the, the anointing that he had on his life, you're not that far separated from it yourself. That when you have doubts about what God said to you, it's normal. But look what Jesus told him to do, and that's the same, way that Je- same thing Jesus is going to tell you to do now. When you sit there and go, I've, I've heard what I thought or I've read things in the Bible that I haven't seen yet, so you can either get mad or you can just go, I don't understand. I'm not real sure what's going on. And that's what John the Baptist is doing right now. But Jesus, he, he sent his disciples to Jesus, Jesus, and this is what Jesus told him. Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see, the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear." The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. So what i tell you is what God would say to you is, go back and remember the things God did for you. You ever remember something? Can you remember anything God has done for you? And when you're discouraged and when things aren't going the way you think they are, that's what you've got to do. Jesus would say, go back and remember the things I've done for you. And just because you think it's going to work out like this... It may not work out exactly like that, but you got to understand, God is still in control. He still did speak to you. He still did write this word to you. And because we think we got it all figured out, and God's sitting there laughing, going, just, just hang in there and don't give up. It's the only way you can lose at this Christian game is to give up. Because so long you hang in there, God has promised to get you from point A to point B. You are promised that so long you don't give up. It's not very far. John the Baptist is not very far removed from where Peter was when, they, when, when Jesus told Peter or told all of his disciples, he said, hey, uh, we're going to drink my blood and eat my flesh. And they were like, what? We're going to which? We're going to drink my blood and eat my flesh. And Jesus said, I perceive that a lot of y'all got offended. And all the, about 99 percent of you would have too, probably got offended and gone, "What?" Or at least questioned it going, "What?" And Jesus looked over at Peter and said, "What do you think, Peter?" He said, "Jesus, I don't know," but said, "But you got the word of life. Where are we going to go? Where else are we going? You're the, you are the, the one with the words of life. Look at John 10:10. 10, 10. Last, last script. Well, then we'll, then we'll come back here. But John 10:10 10, 10, right quick. No, that wasn't it. That wasn't the one. Basically, what he's saying, what I'm trying to remember, I'm just see if I can read it. Find it right quick. They asked Jesus. They're trying to find, They're trying to. Uh, they're trying to to catch him in his words and stuff. And he is saying that. He said, "If you're not going to believe me, at least believe all the stuff I've done. At least believe what I'm." What you're seeing out there, and they said it and the Pharisees said, it's not what we're seeing out there is not what's getting us, it's saying that you it, what's really stumping us up is, it, is that you're a man and you're saying you're God. That's what we're all hung up on. thirty three? thirty three. go to thirty three. How'd I get from ten to thirty yeah, three? I already did it. You got it up there? Go to thirty three. The Jews a- answered him saying, for a good work, we do not stone you, but for blasphemy, and because you, being a man, make yourself out to be God. Again, same thing. They just don't—they—they they don't catch what's going on. And my—I guess what I'm trying to get across to you is, don't let the way you think it ought to happen be a stumbling block between you and your relationship with God, because He can get you there, even if He's so long He's got a willing person that's not got their heels dug in and and uh and not willing to change go back to matthew 11 right quick verse six we'll start with five jesus tells him the blind see the lame walk the lepers are cleansed the deaf hear the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them and the next thing he tells them and blessed is he who is not offended because of me you know why I think he threw that in there? Because three chapters later, John was getting his head chopped off. You know why he was getting his head chopped off? Because some girl danced really nice in front of a king. And it got his head chopped off because he had told him that he had, he had told the girl's mother and that she, she shouldn't marry uh, Herod. And it made her mad, it made the mama mad. So the daughter went and danced before the king, and the king liked it so much, she said, I'll give you whatever you want, whatever you want. So the girl went back to mama and said, Mama, what do we want? She said, I want John the Baptist's head on a platter. And so she brought John the Baptist's head on a platter and gave it to her mother. Again, not working out exactly the way you thought it was. I don't think John the Baptist envisioned all that. But Jesus did tell him, said, don't get offended. You've done a good job. And that that's my... That's what I want to tell you all day. Don't get offended. Don't let your thinking keep you, not keep you, don't let it cause a stumbling block in your life. God will get you where you need to be. Just stay open. Amen? Amen. We have uh, a prayer team. Prayer teamers, come on up. Again, y'all pray praying for the guys down there? I think they're actually, they're probably going to stay at the orphanage, which would be a lot It'd be a lot uh, better. They got some nice rooms in the orphanage there to stay in. How many of y'all have ever been to the orphanage? Raise your hand. <laughs> if you have not, and would like to go, I mean that's a that's a it's a really it's not a not the easiest trip in the world, but you will be blessed immensely. And if then if you think if if you're on the part to go, man, I don't want to go. But, or I, man, I just don't know if I'd like to do that. But if you would like to support someone who would like to go, there's you another way to, to to help keep this thing going. Amen. Amen. Stand up. Father, we just thank you today for your goodness and your mercy, Lord. I just thank you that we are a humble people, Lord. We are a people that does not get caught up in, in, in just get stuck in one position, Lord, that we're willing for, to let you change us, let you change our thinking. Lord, I just ask you to bless them right now. Bless our pastor and our people that are there. And we just thank you for your goodness over all of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hello, this is Robert Richards, and you're listening to The Waterhole, our weekly broadcast, which is now available on iTunes and all major podcast platforms. You can also watch the weekly video broadcast on our YouTube channel. Link's in the description. I pray this has been a blessing to you, and if you've enjoyed this message, Please share this with a friend. God bless you and remember, no matter where you are and what you've done, Jesus loves you.